Hi, this is Marvelous and Paranormal coming at you. Now, I just wanted to update you on the uh, movie I've seen since, uh, well, last night and today I'm going to try to cram in. Um, let's see, last night I saw Aladdin with a date of mine, and... Um, so, I'm, I'm outside. I don't know if you could hear the wind and everything like that, but it's happening as I'm recording. Um, Alright, so, what what happened last night is is that I got to see uh, Aladdin, as I said, the one with Will Smith. And everybody was worried about the, the whole Jafar and Genie kind of thing going on, this whole controversies stirring up on the net as usual, but I got to see it last night, just out of curiosity, to see if I liked it. And I did, I loved it, I loved it a lot, but uh, uh, let, let's see, um, Will Smith did a really good job on uh, being his own genie. He was not going to try and to com uh, compete with Robin Williams. Nobody could fill his shoes. There's only one genie that could do that as Robin Williams, and that's Robin Williams himself. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. Um, anyway, he did a great job as his own genie, and that's what he said that he was going to do. He um, said that before the, the release of, of the movie, he, he said that he wants to keep the spirit of uh, Aladdin alive, which they pretty much did. And um, he was going to be his own genie. He's not going to try to replace Robin Williams for any reason at all because uh, nobody could do it as brilliantly as he did. So I'm glad I got to see Will Smith's version of, of genie. And uh, let's see, Will Jafar... Uh, okay, I... I get why everybody was kind of worried, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's supposed to be intimidating and uh, evil and scary. Uh, let's, let's be honest, he was supposed to be scary. But do you know uh, something that's far more scarier than somebody who is actually the stereotypical villain trope that you're supposed to say, yes, that's the villain? Um, like... The obvious uh, villain uh, kind of voice that, that they have, like that they're intimidating, they're scary, uh, they mean business kind of thing. What they did with this Jafar is that he was, you know, people say that, that he was kind of a, a weak sauce in, in this movie, but I, I'm going to form my own opinion and uh, I'm going to say that What's scary about Jafar in this one isn't so much of what he was supposed to sound like, but he is a little bit more calmer at, uh, even before he gets angry. There's nothing more scarier than somebody who is um, calm, cool collected all the time he may be calculating a few things in his head plotting a few things and that's 
scary. You don't know when he's going to snap. And that's exactly what he did to one of his minions. And it kind of is reminiscent of um, uh, the movie 300 where somebody shouts, this is Sparta. And um, in Jafar's case, uh, instead of shouting, this is Sparta, um, he uh, shoved one of his minions into the well, saying like he would never get up, uh, uh, I mean give up, excuse me, he would never give up and he, will, uh, and he never will and, uh, until he's found a lamp or whatever, and, and uh, pushes him into the well, which is reminiscent of 300 of somebody falling into their pit of death or wherever their body goes and uh, so I have not seen 300 I've heard it was good but um, that's just one obvious um, kind of like Easter egg that they kind of thrown in there as a Disney movie I don't know why they chose to go the 300 route but it's in there um, but I I loved it. I mean, after a while, it was starting to feel a little bit reminiscent of um, Hitch because uh, I, I kind of feel like Will Smith was doing his whole Hitch thing um, again in this, in this movie. He's good at giving advice, but when it comes to him trying to ask a... Uh, a girl out, a genie asking a, a, a girl out, um, <laughs> he's uh, feeling like a, a bumbling idiot uh, and, and not uh, just a lad in this case, which is uh, kind of re re refreshing in some ways. And uh, the beginning of the movie, uh, Will Smith is uh, the genie, but uh, um, he has like kids that he's singing to, telling stories on the boat. So that that the teaser is, um, well, this might be a big reveal for some people who haven't seen Aladdin, but um, I've already known what to expect. Uh, from the beginning. So Will Smith was telling his kids that he was going to tell a story about Aladdin and the magic lamp. Uh, so he thought that he was not going to sing, but uh, stories are uh, better with a little bit of song in it. So that's exactly what he did. He told a story to his children. And uh, at the end of of, of the movie, uh, we get to see that it actually is the genie this time who um, is telling the, the story from the very beginning on the sailboat. So, um, now, that is my take on um, Aladdin. I loved it. It's a solid five star for me. If I were uh, a paid um, <laughs> critic, which I'm not. Uh, I I give it a solid five. I'm I, I I just love the whole movie really. And uh, now, 
on to the next one. I want to blend it in one at least. I saw a bright burn um, tonight. Let me see. I'm recording this on June 4th of 2019. So I, I got to see bright burn. And last night was uh, the third when I saw uh, Aladdin, so June 3rd of 2019. So Brightburn, uh, again, recording this on June 4th, 2019. Um, what this is, is uh, it's kind of a retelling of Superman. I mean, not everybody needs to know um, Superman's origin. I mean, he pretty much fell from the sky in like this spaceship pod and taken in by the Kents and learns to be Superman later in life. But this is the exact opposite of that. Instead of growing up to be a good guy, he, I, I think he tries to be a good guy. Uh, I, I think I, I felt uh, uh, there was a little bit of struggle, but not very much. But I think uh, the um, way to develop his powers now is to actually cause destruction <laughs> to uh, planet Earth. And I think that's what he was sent to, uh, to do. Now, th this is like a what-if scenario if Clark Kent, well, they couldn't use that name anyway. His name is Brandon Breyer. But let, let's say that he is Clark Kent and, and he used his uh, powers for, for evil. Everything that I saw in Brightburn is pretty much what would have happened if he turned uh, evil instead of good. He would have caused massive destruction. <laughs> but um, there were some really brutal scenes in there. I mean, I'm just going to have to warn you, it's not for everybody. Just like uh, Art the Clown, who was in Terror Fire, that wasn't for everybody. That was pretty brutal right there, too. And it was made to be cringy and brutal. But this one, this one is not as brutal as Terrifier, but it's pretty, pretty bloody, literally, uh, bloody brutal in this movie. Um, so, I'm sorry, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not good at uh, keeping the suspense on, on here, I can't, uh, be, be, because uh, if, if I... Uh, if I try to do a spoiler-free, I'm going to uh, be bad at uh, at that. I, I just have to do a spoiler. If if you haven't watched it, then uh, go ahead and, and, and watch it before you hear what I have to say about this movie. Because it's pretty much just... <laughs> it's... I don't... I just don't know how to describe it or put it into words but it's just brutal and and bloody pretty much it's it's just like 
um, young Clark Kent killing people with his powers developing like he was a rocket launcher killing people right and left and um, picking up a car way up in the air then making the car crash uh, right on the uh, uh, ground again killing his uncle and his jaw uh, just ripped right open and died and, and he uh, writes a symbol on, on the ground, kind of like a calling card of, of some kind. Uh, and <laughs> he killed off his parents. Uh, you, you know, you would have thought that in horror movies like this, science fiction or not, um, I mean, you would have thought that in, in tropey movies like this, you're, you're going to have a soul survivor. Uh, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, there are instances where bad guys win in horror movies. Like, uh, for instance, uh, House of the Thousand Corpses was one of those movies. Uh, nobody survived in that one. Um, let me see. Well, neither did anybody in this one either. Um, in Brightburn. Uh, gosh, I, I mean... He just took his mom all the way up into the air. I thought he was going to travel into space, honestly, but he just took her way up, maybe a few thousand feet in the air, and just drops her from uh, the sky and kills her off. And uh, the thing that Brandon does is that he... Um, takes the airplane and causes it to uh, to crash at his home. So instead of saving people like uh, Superman would, would do, like in, in the airplane scene, that's one of the tropey things that, that you get to see in, in uh, Superman movies as, as well as saving an airplane. But uh, he just took that, that trope of a superhero and just... <laughs> killed all those people instead of uh, like saving them and, and just made it crash right into their their home <laughs> I mean what's left of it so um, what would I give this um, as as a rating if I were a paid critic well I I, I can't really be um uh, sure honestly I want to say a solid five only be because I'm I'm impressed with a um, the kind of special effects there probably were some practical effects in there too and uh, tropey super uh, superhuman powers uh, things like laser eyes coming out of this boy's eyes and wearing a, uh, a mask that covers his, his face and he has glowing eyes, which is kind of creepy, uh, but okay, so I didn't get scared, but I got creeped out, but I think that still kind of works, but uh, in, in, in some ways, uh, you're just going to have to 
expect the acting not to be too great uh, anyway. I mean, it kind of seems like a tropey kind of thing with horror movies nowadays that the acting isn't going to be too great. I mean, I thought the acting was good enough. I mean, good enough for this kind of movie, but uh, not Oscar-worthy. Uh, I, I don't think um, horror movies uh, get nominated to uh, get an Oscar anyway, and, and they could be a, about as bad as acting as they can make it, and people wouldn't care and still see it. It could, it could be killer clowns from outer space bad acting, um, but I look past it, and I'm there to see what kind of other movie tropes that they're coming out with that could possibly scare me or not scare me. But this one just did its job by just creeping me out. That's all it did. It didn't really scare me, but the creep factor, <laughs> they did that one right. All right, so a solid five star for me if I were a peg critic, which I am not, and um, I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I think that's where I'll end my podcast right now. As always, anybody who is listening to this right now, Have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night wherever you may be currently listening to this right now. And goodbye and peace. So here's a a Ghostbusters update for you. I haven't done one of those in some time, but... uh, It kind of seems like not only is Bill Murray rumored to be in it, I always say rumored because that's how IMDB, um, Internet Movie Database, has them listed as, but I don't really see a Ghostbusters movie without him unless they could agree to have him in in a minor scene and then lend his voice as sort of like a main actor of sorts where he appears as a ghost is what I'm kind of thinking at this point but uh, um, there are some YouTubers that were kind of talking about this and uh, they kind of seem to be uh, how this is a love letter to us uh, Ghostbusters fans so um, I think uh the way how it sounds, um, Sigourney Weaver is going to be in it. Um, I'm hoping Bill Murray is still on board with it. We just have to uh, wait for Ernie Hudson because Dan Aykroyd will be in it as well. And it kind of seems like uh, they're going to be using some lost footage uh, to uh, incorporate it in the... Uh, Ghostbusters 3 sequel. I don't know if it's going to be Ghostbusters 3 per se, but uh, I mean, I mean, it could be. I mean, it could be a Ghostbusters 3 um, unless they have some other title for it, like 
Ghostbusters 3 and then a subtitle kind of thing, but otherwise, I, I think it's either just going to be called Ghostbusters 3 and just, uh, or, or maybe Ghostbusters 3 with a, some kind of subtitle after that. But we'll have to see. And uh, if this is going to be like a, a soft reboot of any kind, it could be like a passing of the torch kind of thing, which we've kind of asked for to begin with. And everybody's excited to see what Ghostbusters 3 is going to be bringing to the theater, if anything. Um, <clears throat> so I've been predicting this for some time when... Uh, Chris's stepbrother and I did um, a podcast together. I think he should still be Scratch. Uh, look him up on uh, Anchor if you're on Anchor. Uh, I think that was the only podcast that we did together. But um, if if anything, I think uh, we're planning on to do another uh, podcast together. Um, it could be like a general conversation or just um, movie talk or uh, what he's into is, is uh, technology. And, and I think, I, I, I don't know if I want to um, call uh, how he got into technology was based on um, uh, Nikola Tesla by any way, uh, by, by, by any means, be, be because I, I, I guess, uh, uh, well, I mean, maybe he is an inspiration for, for him, but I, I wouldn't say a role model either, uh, considering, um, <laughs> he's, uh, long, um, <laughs> gone from, from this planet, but, uh, Yeah, he's been passed away some years ago, but um, I I think it it's no short of an inspiration to keep him doing what he loves is uh, technology. But uh, let me see. Um, so yeah, it it's it's kind of like I've I've been predicting uh, something maybe unintentionally. Uh, and, and and I said this from from the beginning that if if there's a way of bringing Harold Ramis back for maybe a minor scene as as well where we get to see him and then he uh, comes back as a ghost as well as Bill Murray like he gets killed off by like some sort of uh, uh, ghost busting accident and appears as a ghost as well and they uh, cross over uh, together. Uh, with Harold Ramis as sort of like a uh, goodbye to Ghostbusters fans, but there will still be Ghostbusters fans as long as we're still around and we're going to be still standing our ground um, defending the uh, franchise that we care about. And, uh, yeah, uh, I I think the one that I, I want to recommend you watching on YouTube is uh, check out Mecca Random 42 um, I think she spells it with a M E C H A R A N D O M and then 
42, like the number 42, like the, not, not spelled out, but the actual number is 42. And, um, so, yeah, it's a video that she uploaded, I think it was called, like, um, Jason Reitman, uh, reveals lost footage, um, to, uh, put in Ghostbusters 3, uh, so, uh, like I said, this is a love letter to Ghostbusters fans, and, and, uh, whatever they're going to, uh, decide to do with this extra footage, it could be, uh, seen as, like, a, uh, um, what do you call it, like a flashback, uh, a flashback sequence, or, uh, kind of like a memory kind of thing, or, um, they're bringing Harold Ramis back in some ways where we don't think it was possible, and uh, hopefully they, they do it justice, uh, if, if they're, <laughs> um, uh, manipulating his, his voice in some ways to bring Harold Ramis back as, uh, not only as a person, but as a ghost as well. And, uh, just seeing him, uh, uh, wave goodbye and Bill Murray is as well. And, uh, I don't know what, what, what does I have to say? This is all pure speculation at this point. I'm, I'm bound to be hitting a nail on the head at some point. I, uh, like I said, I've unintentionally predicted things without ever thinking about predicting of anything. Um, so that's what it looks like it's going to be um, headed in, in the behind the scenes uh, of, of Hollywood. Uh, they're, they're going to be using extra stuff of the lost footage of the original Ghostbusters 1 to be added in the Ghostbusters 3 sequel. So, alright, well that's my not only a random thought, but just a little more update to the uh, Ghostbusters sequel. And um, if I see anything listed on IMDb, I'll, I'll be sure to report back too. So, I mean, I think it it seems like that Bill Murray is on board, but they just didn't have an, uh, they, they, they just didn't remove the remove, uh, the, the rumored part yet, but, uh, they still have him as, as rumored, listed as rumored. But, uh, anyway, uh, what, what, what would make me, uh, die a happy man is, um, seeing a killer clown from outer space uh, being made into like a requel. Uh, it's not well, it's a sequel, but 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 it's a kind of retelling of uh, what happened in, in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That they continue on the story after the spaceship exploded, and and we'll get to visit their home planet apparently. But uh, I'm I'm still waiting word for it. I I think it's going to be on Sci-Fi Channel, but. Uh, I don't know where I get 
more updates on that. Maybe I should start Googling and such like that. Maybe there's bound to be an update somewhere. But yeah, I'm 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 gonna be relieved once I see this uh, requel that they call it, and um, finally get my killer clown fix. I mean, I still have the original. I have the Blu-ray. But uh, that's just to remind us uh, where they got from that point to an eventual requel that they're working on. <laughs> I think it's going to be like a, a television series, but uh, um, I think that's what they said. I, th I think they said it was a movie, but I, th I think they are planning it as sort of like a, uh, it's kind of like a, a TV uh, show kind of method, kind of like how they did with um, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and I, I just uh, finished watching that. Now I don't want to give any spoilers. If you're a fan of that show, please continue to watch season two. And if you haven't seen season two yet, uh, just watch season one before you watch season two. But I will say this because I saw the end of the episode. Now, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, I, I recommend you watching the end of uh, the chilling um, tales of the chilling adventures of uh, Sabrina first be, before you hear me spoil anything. Uh, I'm only doing you a favor. I'm giving you a clear warning. So here comes a spoiler. Um, I just found out that um, Sabrina is actually uh, the daughter of Lucifer. And uh, that Ed Spellman, I believe his name was Edward, but, but yeah, Ed Spellman was not really her her father to begin with it was actually lucifer who was actually her her father and um at the end of episode nine i believe it was um not only did they defeat uh lucifer at the end but her boyfriend uh sacrificed his body for the safety of her um, girlfriend and her friends. And uh, he's willing to go to the uh, gates of hell to um, save everyone from the apocalypse from happening. So the ending of, of the show is pretty much that she has a band of friends who is willing to risk their lives for Sabrina. Sort of like a uh, club, kind of like the Goonies almost, or like, uh, <laughs> as Harvey likes to call themselves, the Fright Club. <laughs> anyway, um, she said, uh, let's get my boyfriend back. Now, I'm going to have to wait for another season to be made. Uh, be, because season three, gosh, how many seasons are there going to be? 
it would not surprise me if they decided to end it on the uh, 13th season. I think it's only fitting. But uh, we'll just have to see how many episodes that they're going to be making on each season. 13th season? We'll just have to see. Could be 22, but like I said, we'll, we'll have to see where they actually end the in the episodes um but anyway um interesting show so far and uh this is marvelous and paranormal signing off and uh as usual i don't know if you hear anybody next door to me because we're <laughs> next door uh, to some neighbors, there are some kids playing in the background and talking. But uh, if if you're able to hear it, that's that's what's going on. I'm I'm recording outside, and it's a bit chilly, but not too bad. It's kind of nice. Anyway, um, yes, this is marvelous and paranormal. Uh, uh, paranormal signing off. Have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night um, whenever you are listening to this uh, podcast currently. And goodbye and peace. Hi guys, this is Marvelous and Paranormal coming at you. Um, it's been a while since I did a podcast for a while because uh, let me tell you something I, I was really sick with a cold and I'm still kind of getting over it um, but not as bad as it was uh, as I had it but I'm slowly but surely healing from it now um the topic that I want to ask for the evening is where do you like to uh, do your podcasting? Hmm? Um, because mine just happens to be uh, wherever really, but I like doing it uh, at our back deck is where I am right now of where I'm living at my apartment. I mean, it's a, a facility, it's kind of like a group home, but it's, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's, it's, it's a group home of sorts, and um, we have a, a, a back deck uh, where I like to relax, uh, whether it's for meditation purposes or podcasting, and I, I just like to listen to the outside noises, just as long as I don't see any spiders in front of me. <laughs> that's all I ask I have a huge fear of spiders and every time that I see John Goodman acting in arachnophobia that actually explains my fear to a T but um, it doesn't have to be just that movie it it has to be uh, well any spider movie really I mean those spider movies scared the hell out of me. <laughs> it really does. 
I mean, anything ranging from eight-legged freaks uh, to, like, the original fly to, um, oh, what else was there? Those uh, bad horror movie uh, things that you kind of expect anyway on Sci-Fi Channel. I think there was one called, like, uh, um, oh, what were they called? Uh camel spiders or something like that I don't know just like really bad horror movies like that ice spiders those kind of things gosh I mean spiders scare me to death <laughs> uh, especially if eight-legged freaks are are very poorly acted it doesn't matter I'm scared of them <laughs> it's it's like how killer class matter space um, scared me when I was a young kid but not to bring that up, I'm always going to be scared of spiders no matter what. I held a tarantula once. Um, I had those nerves um, that kind of coursed through me when I was holding a tarantula. But, boy, uh, at, at one point I thought that I was going to actually enjoy having a pet spider. But... No. <laughs> um, after that tarantula passed away, it was not um, my sister's spider by any means. It, it was, uh, she was taking care of, um, like a, a science teacher's uh, tarantula while he was away, I, I, I'm supposing. And she let me hold it for a while. Yes, at that point I thought I was going to have like a pet tarantula. But a pet to me is not a tarantula. For some people it might be, but not for me. A pet to me is something that you could uh, kiss without the fear of getting bitten. <laughs> or strangled to death if it's a, a snake. But I, I guess you have to be the kind of person to know what you're doing if you have a, a pet snake in your house. But uh, I'm not going to have a pet tarantula anytime soon. Not as long as I have this arachnophobia in me. Um, anyway, so... Let, let's see. What, what did I want to talk about since it's been forever? I went to Pride Fest. Oh gosh, I, I have to remember when that day was. I think it was June 29th. It was a nice time there. I had a good time. I bought some of their merchandise, like their pro-LGBT stuff. I, uh, I got the shirt that says, Make uh, America Gay Again. The Pride um, hat. I got the uh, Pride bracelet. Um, what, what else did I get? Um, I had my tarot reading, uh, there from a gay man, 
uh, he could be a bisexual for all I, I, I know. I didn't personally ask him. I don't think why it would be in my business anyway. But I'm a, at, at this point, it's pretty much assumptions uh, at, at this point. But yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that he was a gay man. But um, had my tarot reading, he said that um, there was going to be big changes in my life and three days later you don't know how right he was going to be. I'm not quite sure I want to reveal uh, what that big change is just yet, just in case it affects my future in some way. Um, but anyway, uh, I had a nice time. Um, it was warm. It wasn't as hot as I remembered it like last year. Not like, uh, um, what, what do you call it? Like, like the gay pride parade weather that it usually is. Like it's really, really hot as hell when, when you go to that gay pride parade. Uh. So let me see, um, what else is on my mind? Plenty, plenty is on my mind, but, uh, I just, uh, I'm, I'm kind of winging it. I didn't have a real subject in mind, but I guess the real topic is, uh, where do you guys and gals and they if if you're non-binary uh, podcast because I'd be interested to know and uh, don't be shy as to leave a voice message uh, at any point to contact me if you want to podcast on any uh, subject uh, that might interest me as long as it's not too political I don't mind talking about LGBTQ uh, plus uh, topics or anything paranormal for that matter but, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to, to see what you uh, want to hear on my podcast since it's been a long while. Oh, um, I saw The Lion King. That was really good. I heard from people that it said it wasn't as good as they had imagined it, but I enjoyed it. They made Scar very, um, 
more more scarier than usual. I think uh, Scar in the animation was uh, the best in my book. And plus he was kind of scary in that uh, cartoon version anyway. But I don't know. I kind of like the feel of the live action uh, better in my book for some reason. And yes, Scar was a little more scarier and intimidating when you see him on screen. I mean, you're free to have your opinion, but mine is that I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed every song in that movie, even if it uh, did just give you a shortened version of Be Prepared. Because it's not The Lion King without that song. I don't know how you can do The Lion King without doing Be Prepared. It is really good. Yeah, they shortened Be Prepared, like I said, but they still got it in there. That's what counts to me. That's the whole building up to the plot of killing his own brother off uh, to become the king. And uh, having the hyenas chase after uh, Simba. Oh, the Simba scene. The Simba scene where um, he approaches his dad If you haven't seen The Lion King yet, where have you been? Because you need to see the original first before you get to see the live action. But the way how... Uh, I mean, th these are going to be full of spoilers if, if you're the kind of person that doesn't care about spoilers. But, but for those who do care about it, you know, watch the original version first. Please, before you see the live-action one. Sure, you're going to have your own opinion whether you liked it or not, but I, I like both versions equally. But the one where he uh, curls himself under uh, his, his father after he got trampled by the wildebeests, uh, being trampled to death by them... Um, and that Simba, when when he was calling out his his dad, and his dad couldn't wake up, I'm like, that scene gave me the feels, just like it did in uh, the '90s when I saw this in Germany with my cousins. Gosh. Uh, when was this again? I, I believe it was '94. I, I believe I was, I was, I was 14 years old when that first came out in theaters in Germany. Um, I, I enjoyed it a whole lot. I mean, that that was that was the cartoon version, obviously, but but the feels were still there. 
I was, I, I was, I was like literally crying uh, at that scene. Yeah, people are going to throw in their two cents, but uh, I sure as hell have uh, enjoyed it very much. It's going to be five out of five stars for me if I were, uh, like, a a paid critic for, for this one. I enjoyed it. Um, so... I don't want to re- uh, reveal too much of what happened to, to me and my girlfriend, but uh, let's just put it this way. Um, we're friends, but we're no longer dating. And I just want her to have the time to readjust to get the message uh, through uh, that we're no longer dating. I mean, I'm trying to take time for myself too, but I I, I also want her to, uh, to, to know that just because we're taking break from talking from each other doesn't mean that I still don't want her as a friend, obviously. But a little break from talking on uh, FaceTiming each other will will do us some some good. I mean, I just don't want her to get uh, mixed feelings like we're still dating in that manner when I'm obviously trying to uh, clue her in that I want to, to be friends with her. And I think she knows that, but I, I in, in some ways, I think she does, but I think she needs help in the direction to help her understand that we're friends and no longer dating, because I kind of feel like there's a little bit of spark in her still saying like there's still hope for us I mean if anything I I, I, I do want to keep dating her but it's complicated but I, I, I just kind of feel like that this is the right thing for, for me to do and, and it's I just wasn't feeling uh, the spark like, like I did when I f- uh, first asked her out. I mean, yeah, I want her as my friend. Um, but... Like I said, it's difficult to put into words. It's, uh... Yeah. It's complicated. It's complex to put into words, but I want her as a, as as a friend is what I'm getting at, um, Kalina. When when I uh, was dating her, so 
when I, uh, okay, let's see, what else to talk about? I just came back from a walk. Well, no, I mean, that's a lie, because if I'm recording this and night fell, I didn't just come back from it. I've been back, but um, maybe a good maybe five, maybe 25 minutes ago that I came back from my walk and watered the garden. I like to sing on my walk. I don't know if it's annoying the neighborhood, but in some ways, I kind of do care, but at the same time, I don't care because I like to sing on my walk. Uh, I'm going to have to plan for this better. Because I kind of feel like I, I need to find a subject worth talking about. I know I haven't done anything paranormal yet. And I've been trying to find other paranormal related subjects. Doesn't matter if it's movie related or not, but I need to do some more paranormal stuff since I'm kind of... Uh, dishonoring my my handle name if I'm not talking about paranormal stuff. Alright. I guess that will have to do. So this is Marvelous and Paranormal signing off. Um, saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Whatever you may be currently listening to this right now, and goodbye.